Good morning, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Neon Jellyfish Arcade. This is episode 33. I did my um, counting before the episode started. We have done 33 episodes, Sean. Can you imagine that? Um, I am your host, Philip, and with me as always is Sean. How are you doing, Sean? Good, good. Good, good. As I said, this is episode 33. We've been going for so long since last year. We're closing in on episode 50 soon very soon um but we're gonna kick it off this week as we always do with just a quick roundup of what we've been playing so sean what have you been playing um what have i been playing this week well since last time i've done a bit i've started zelda um skyward sword um i also played again i've only really started these things not gone too much into them there's a sale on the eShop, so I, down, I know it's an old game, but I downloaded Little Nightmares, the, the first one, and started playing that on the Switch. <coughs> and uh, I also picked up Pitcross, uh, Sega Mega Drive, and Sega Master System Edition uh, on the Switch as well. Mm. Okay, I mean, I've just been diving into a bit of, I had to play a bit of the old Call of Duty um, Warzone, just as they were announcing the new game through Warzone, which they did last year, and so they decided to do it again, which I think is quite a good way of um, announcing games that they seem to be introducing. I've been playing a little bit of Red Dead Online. Just I don't know why I got back into that game, but I did. Nothing coming out. I have down. Well, I will download. I'm not sure if it has downloaded because I'm not sure if it's out yet or not. But I will be giving Hades a good look over. Um, that was got some awards last time out so we'll be looking over Hades just having a look into that and see what that's all about. Game of the year, last year. yeah well that's why I want to do it obviously it is on Game Pass um, and you know me big supporter of the Game Pass here and we will be talking about that later I've but, got it on Switch I don't actually play it yet but I've got of course it on not Switch. <laughs> but uh, well, here it is. I'm just I'm just checking because I hate it when somebody says something and they, it is out of date. But yeah, downloaded that 12 minutes just because. Um, oh. Who's the but, guy that does Let Metal Gear Solid and all of that stuff? I can't think of his goddamn name now. The Death Stranding guy. I I do know. I can't remember, think of his name either. Kojima. Hey, he know Kojima. Yeah, he was. Um, sort of saying like it's the type of game that makes him want to design a sort of action adventure game or something i don't know just the fact he praised it seemed to throw this i think it's like an indie kind of game i don't think it's too long but there's a game called that that's also on game plus so that just downloaded it this morning but haven't started it but uh, i was just curious because that seemed to get some praise from him so therefore obviously it got thrown up into into the media and i thought oh, well maybe i'll take a a little look at that. It's only two, just over two gigabytes, so, so it shouldn't be too taxing on the whole old hard drive storage either. Fair enough, no, if you want to play it, that's absolutely fine and dandy. Um, so moving on, so the first one, well, of course, we're going to talk about this week is the big news announcement that was done via Call of Duty Warzone, and that is the new Call of Duty Vanguard has been announced. Um, coming to a console near you, shall we say, on November 5th, um, which is kind of in line with what they always do. Kind of, it's the first week. We did have a few years where they seem to be releasing them in October, but they seem to have kind of deviated back to their no- normal November release date, which is quite good. Um, 
So I'm not sure if you was aware of this, uh, but I would, obviously they released it during a, um, a Battle of Verdansk event in Warzone. They did something very similar for Black Ops Cold War last year. And they released it during the Verdansk where you had to take out a metal train. 32 of you were put into Verdansk and you just had to bomb this train. It was fine. It was obviously you're never going to fail it. Um, it was quite interesting to do all these people just attacking this massive Goliath train. Once you do that, you get a few goodies and then you just watch the trailer. And we are going back to World War Two, and it will be based on the four fronts. So you've got Eastern Front with British and Nazis, the Western Front with Soviets and the Nazis, the North Africa, where you'll be playing as Australians and in the Pacific theatre. So unlike World War Two, which I don't think you played, Sean, I'm not 100% sure, um, is we are going on to different fronts. This isn't just looking at how American assault on Europe Went. This is looking at four different fronts across the whole of World War Two, which actually I think will make a much more interesting, diverse game. Um, they've been working on this, I think, for two years, the campaign, which is interesting. But from what I can see from the news that's coming out, we got a full walkthrough when it comes to Gamescom. But they're going to be focusing on what happened to after World War Two. And they set up a special forces. And which brings in the wider conversation is that Modern Warfare, when they came into 2019, kicked off this new Call of Duty-esque um, timeline, Black Ops Cold War carried it on by bringing some characters. And I think this is going to be almost like a prequel to those two games. And they finally seem to be bringing Call of Duty all into one universe where everyone's had their own little universe, Sledgehammer, Treyarch and Infinity Ward. Now we've got this one joint universe, but we're just going to keep it into different timelines, which I actually quite like that we've got two, three different type games on three different timelines, but are all part of the same universe. It seems quite Marvel-esque shall we say, in the way that they're handling this game, which, again, I think is nothing but a good thing that they're doing. Um, so that's what they're focusing on. The big news, and the one that I'm excited for, which I can't believe, I'm almost shocked that we're having this. Something must have changed, but we're getting 16 6v6 multiplayer maps. May not seem a lot to you, Sean, as you don't play these games, but the last one we had, we had eight, which is half of that. And we usually we usually get around about 10 12 this is the most call of duty maps that we're having since modern warfare 2 plus four 2v2 maps so there'll be 20 maps to play at launch they seem to have a strong focus back on 6v6 which is from what modern warfare and black ops cold war did it was quite annoying that we went away and now they seem to be bringing it back so 16 6v6 maps i can't tell you how good that feels it must be a decision change because that is a lot we never get that many and i can't I'm shocked, to say the least, that we are getting that many. And I hope that they're all going to be bangers. Um, third thing to mention is that there will be a new Warzone map. The integration won't happen so quick, but there will be a integration that's going to happen further down the line. Around about November, people are predicting there'll be a new Warzone map, which people think they will take us back to a World War II era of um, Battle Royale. So we went back to the 80s with Cold War, and now we're going to go back to 1945 with World War Two and there's a new anti-cheat mods that are coming out as cheating, I believe, is still rampant. Even though every time I play Warzone, I don't play it a lot. But every time I play it, I don't come across anything. Um, and the last thing is just the campaign reveal is going to be this month, uh, sorry, this week, we're at Gamescom, a full walk through the campaign. I suppose multiplayer will be revealed in September, as they always keep the same pattern. And the beta, of course, will be released later on. Um, are you excited for this one, Sean? No. No. 
Well, no, ecology does nothing for me. It, it does. I mean, it's the same as FIFA. It's the annualized games don't do an awful lot for me. It, it just yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Well, the thing with this one, this has been technically in development for four years. This game. Um, yeah, no, I, I get how they're made. Like, it's not just the same team churning. It, it like it switches studios each year, but I don't know those your FIFA's and your Call of Duties, and I know they're like the best-selling games each year and stuff, but they just yeah, just doesn't do anything for me personally. Fair enough. Um, I mean, with this one, it's interesting because they are doing the single player and they're doing the multiplayer. However, they are not there. Renounce the zombies mode, and they're not doing the zombies. That is going to be given back to Treyarch. So. It seems that, again, there must be a massive shake-up by Activision and a little bit of interest. I'm not sure if you saw the trailer, but Activision actually removed every single trailer. It's got Activision Presents Call of Duty. For some reason, well, I, I can guess the reason. Um, but this year, they just said Call of Duty Presents Vanguard. And then there was no mention of Activision, even on the last credit title credit that usually have the publisher down at the bottom left. I imagine they've kind of removed Activision purposefully because of the ongoing um, allegations around sexual harassment that they have. So I just found that just a little, as a side note, I just found that interesting that that's what they've done. But so it, it seems like Activision have taken a more direct control as that then will use these studios to forge them together as Treyarch will be making zombies for a non-Treyarch game. This is a sledgehammer game. And then obviously next year you've got Infinity Wards who will be taking up the baton again. So I do wonder what Treyarch... I mean, it seems like Treyarch has just been used as a kind of a support studio, as I think Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War wasn't the best of Call of Duty we've had. It was a little good, but it wasn't the best. But we'll, this one will be using the Modern Warfare engine, which was the first time we saw in 2019. We haven't seen it since. So I'll be very excited to see what they can do, as it's a very good engine. It'll be nice to go back to that, as there is a, a, a very real difference between Modern Warfare and Cold Black Ops Cold War. It feels like a downgrade Cold War compared to Modern Warfare. So it'd be nice to go back and have those updated visuals, the way it feels, the way it plays. Um, I'm not as excited for this one as I thought I would be, but give it time. It might grow on me. Usually the ones I'm not excited for turn out to be the best. So that's all that's happened in the Call of Duty space. Now, also another announcement that happened this week. We are looking at Pokemon Presents. Um it came out. There was a kind of. I, I put this into the five categories, Sean. I hope you don't mind. Five announcements that we've had from the Pokemon Presents that happened on the 18th of August. So the first one we had was the post-launch content for Pokemon Unite, and that was announced. So they'll be doing much more post-launch. It seems to have done very well. I'm not sure if you've seen the figures. I haven't seen the figures. I mean, I guess. Not, I mean, from what I've heard from people talking about it online, is that it's. Um... Yeah, it, the people that don't normally like that type of gameplay will be willing to give it a stab because it's sort of Pokemon. So even if you're not into like League of Legends and stuff like that, you might be like, "Well, I'll give it a go as it's as it's as it's Pokemon." And obviously, it comes to I think that's what they announced coming to mobile on the twenty second of September. Mm. Yeah, so it comes. You can pre-register for it now. Um, if you if they get two and a half million people pre-registered you'll get a pikachu unite license i have no idea what that is by the way just before i throw that out and if five million people are pre-registered then they're all those people that pre-registered will get a 
festival style Pikachu. And if you want to know what that looks like, it's just Pikachu kind of in a Japanese esque, almost like a geisha costume. Um, so it's uh, that's what you'll be getting if you um, if you pre-register. I must admit, when it comes out on mobile or iOS, I will be looking to download it as I think it'll be quite an it's an interesting take. And as you said, as it's Pokemon, I will give it a go. Um, but they will be given Do more post-launch content. I will be doing it on mobile. I, I don't play the Switch that a lot. Um, Get on board. I'll be I put doing it on the Switch outfit. and I've pre-ordered it on the App Store. Well, not pre you Obviously, you don't pay for it, but, you know, pre-registered or whatever. You, you put it on the App Store. pre-register into account towards that total. Well, there'll be uh, new additions coming up. Is going to be Mama's Wine and Silvivin. Silvivin. Sylveon. Sylveon coming to the game. So I think that's going to be crucial for that game to have the legs and survive is going to be post-launch content, which we, I'm sure it's going to have. No, they've got like 900 Pokemon to pick from to keep yeah. feeding into the game. So, I don't so they're not that. spoiled for a choice, aren't they? Um, let's just hope that it turns out... I mean, it's like, I'm excited to play it, give it a go uh, when it comes out. I'll just have to wait and see. A nice little um, game to play on my iPad. Why not? Pick it up. See how much money we've got to put into it. Um, next one, we've got a new content for Pokemon Mobile Games, so which is going to be Caf- Pokemon Cafe Remix. It's this a rebanded. Yeah, yeah. They, it seems like they're changing some stuff and they're just relaunching it. Maybe, I guess you call it a soft relaunch type of thing. Like, I don't believe it's a new app or anything like that. There will just be an update to the existing app I think they didn't give it that I think they just said in the fall um, but yeah you, you, you'll just have a download and I guess the icon on your phone or whatever will, will change and some of the mechanics might change a bit and how it sort of works but yeah I don't think I don't know it never really interested it just looked like a bit of a mess when you're doing that like at least I can see with like games like Candy Crush or Tetris or quite like I, there's some sort of strategy there with those put in that game because it's like you're swirling your finger around just hoping for the bet it doesn't feel like there's any kind of strategy or, or, or such sort of going on it just feels like you know you could just start waving your finger around the, the screen and just see what happens but I, I don't play it but I've got no intention of really giving this another go anyway yeah, I must admit. <laughs> and when I looked at it, I was like, okay, fair enough. Right, let's move on. <laughs> when I saw it, I, it's not my type of game. It never will be my type of game. But, you know, I'm sure there's people out there who enjoy it. So if you enjoy it, then you enjoy it. Nothing wrong with that. Um, so the third kind of thing is there's going to be new Pokemon Go content. Obviously, the game's been around for five years. Seems like a, seems like a lot shorter. I don't know about you, but it doesn't seem like five years in my book. Um, but there's still a lot of content to be coming. There's going to be Generation po- generation 8 Pokemon are going to be added. Um, well, we're only on Generation 6, I believe. Yeah, at the moment. Like, on mine, I've got the Pokedex is obviously 1 to 6. And then I've skipped out 7. And I've, got, so I've obviously got the ones. Because they're not released all of 8. There's just drips fed some through. So I've got some of what's available for 8. Um, so yeah, seven is. I can't remember what region that is, but um, 
but yeah, that's the poker because when you go to the Pokedex feature on Pokemon Go, you can see the different Pokedexes across the top if you want to look at them. But um, so yeah, that's the only Pokedex that I've got nothing for. I've only completed two of them. So yeah, the first two. Mm. Well, there we go. Um, so, I mean, imagine that game will just keep on getting supported as I can't imagine it slowing down. It's got its fair. It generates over a billion dollars each year, just that yeah. game alone. So, until that, and I think each year it it increases over the previous year. So, I don't, yeah, well, until, I mean, and that left to slow down quite significantly, won't it? Because even yeah, if yeah. it was making half a billion dollars as a company, you know, even once all the Pokemon are available type of thing, even if it started generating half a billion from an app, that's still pretty good to keep oh, yeah. going. <laughs> it's, it's, it's extremely good um, to keep going. Um, so that's what they've got there. I mean, then we're going on to Pokemon this is such a stupid name. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to say it. Brilliant Diamonds. Why not Dazzling Diamonds? Like, wouldn't, that be a better, wouldn't that be a better one? Like Brilliant Diamond. Shining Pearl, I haven't got too much of an issue, but I think Precious Pearl. I uh, Just give it alliteration, man. Just give it alliteration. Like, it, it just it, Brilliant Diamond. Just, I don't know. It just sticks in my... It, it doesn't roll off the tongue. Um, but those two games... Um, the original trailer, people obviously, some people said it looked a bit underwhelming. Um, the second trailer, they obviously discussed that it took a place um, in the presentation, was mostly good, but but there was a few weird zoom ins on text boxes which looked awful. It showed Sinnoh off, but some very briefly gave us a sneak peek at some really cool looking. Yeah, I mean, I think that zoom in stuff was purely for the trailer. I don't think that was that's actually going to happen in game. No, it just seems a weird. I thought it was a weird choice. I didn't feel it was that bad. I mean, I did see some people sort of say that. But I guess they were just pointing out certain lines of dialogue that they felt were sort of appropriate. And maybe they could have displayed it a different way. I I, I know, I didn't see the big... The big hoo-ha about zooming in on something personally. But... Well, I did, Sean. I did. <laughs> um, but uh, but uh, but there will be some old features like the Pokemon contest. I remember doing the Pokemon contest in this game. I must admit. Um, and there's character customization, and Pokemon can walk behind you. And they'll be both coming to this. These both games will be coming to the Switch on November nineteenth, twenty twenty-one. So it was a trailer. I think it went down well. Um, it just, it just feels if you. I mean, obviously, it's just a remake. Obviously, if you still want to get some more Pokemon, I can't imagine you would after they did. Obviously, they did see um, Sword and Shield, and then I think there was a remake before Sword and Shield. I cannot remember. There's been a remake because this is Gen Four, so obviously they've remade. You had Fire Red and Leaf Green. You had Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Then you had Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, maybe. I can't remember exactly what those ones are called. So I'm guessing this is the next one in them. But if you're on about the Switch, you might argue that Let's Go Picture and Let's Go. Um, oh, that's Ruby it. Thank you. Is Thank a you. Yeah, sort of ish remake of Pokemon Yellow type of thing. Yeah, no, I just found it strange. But each to their own, Sean, each to their well, own. They're going to obviously continue doing them. I mean, they, they sell. And it's a way for people that haven't played them because these games, along with Legends, which I know you haven't mentioned yet, but will all tie in well, Pokemon. Hold home. on. <laughs> well, I'm not talking about it. I'm just 
saying they're all tying to Pokemon Home. So if you haven't played, so if someone hasn't got Diamond and Pearl on the 3DS, like if and you want to be able to get that Pokedex and help build up your Pokemon for Pokemon Home and stuff like, you haven't got to go to eBay or whatever to try and source it. A 3DS and then source a copy of the game and then sign up for a subscription of Pokemon Bank and then trade your Pokemon from Pokemon Bank into Pokemon Home. You haven't got to go through all of that. Now you can just buy a version of Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl on the Switch without having to go through that long-winded route I just said. So they they will sell sort of a bit based on that as well because I don't have a 3DS. I, I use Pokemon Home and obviously a lot of them jump different generations anyway because in Pokemon if you've got the DLC for Pokemon Sword and Shield I think it pushes the Pokedex up to around 600-ish but I think there's under 100 new Pokemon in the Gala region Pokedex so over I want to that means in theory I believe you might say roughly 500 of the Pokemon that feature in that game a returning Pokemon from the previous different generations, obviously all scattered amongst the, the previous generations. So obviously there are, there are ways you get Pokemon across the different sort of generations. So it's not like you definitely need to buy these, but some people will like that old style sort of game. And I think it looks quite good. I mean, maybe I'm a bit of a sucker for Pokemon, but I've, I've pre-ordered it. I'll admit it. <laughs> I'm sure you Pre-ordered have. the double pack. <laughs> I'm sure you have, which is worrying. But if you like it, you like it. Can't say more than that. Um, so, yeah. So, but the next, the main one was going to be obviously it's going to be Pokemon uh, Legends Articus. Uh, Arceus. Arceus. Uh, that's going to be the main, obviously, the main meet. They obviously did a new trailer of how the game's going to be. It does look good, I must admit. I, I do like the idea of this roaming world, you know, throwing Pokeballs. Um, and just having a battle out in the open, it does seem a lot more engaging. Uh, I, can, I, I, I will say, and you know you're going to hate me for saying it, uh, the graphics are going to kill me. Absolutely going to kill me. I know it's a little bit stylized, but... Uh, no, don't get me wrong. There's bits of it that look... I feel they, sh- I feel they should stylize it more. It feels yeah. like it's... Sit it, to me, sort of awkwardly between a stylized game and a and a game that's trying to be kind of realistic, it feels like this weird halfway house. I mean, like some people might say, like at least Breath of the Wild has, I mean, I know a lot of people compared this game to Breath of the Look, just the shots that were like compared, you know, the trailer of Breath of the Wild compared to the trailer of this kind of giving off the same sort of vibes and the different environments that you might be visiting to try and catch the Pokemon and stuff like that. <coughs> but um, but yeah, I'd say Breath of the Wild's got a sort of stronger sort of uh, visual identity, as it were, type of thing of its own. Obviously, the Switch, being a handheld, the Switch does have limitations. Um, but I would say Breath of the Wild does a pretty pretty decent job of of, of what it does. Whereas I'd say um, Arceus at the moment. I mean, again, I've pre-ordered it and. Uh, but I'm going to play it because I'm looking forward to being able to do this. I think this is a step in the right direction. But um, no, 100%. 100%. I 
yeah, I, I kind of feel it's the, whether you want to call it the uncanny valley type of thing, but it feels like it sits between a realistic look and a stylized look and doesn't quite do it for me. I mean, graphics aren't the most important thing to me anyway, so it's not going to, it's not going to bother me too much. It's not, as long as the game works and functions pretty decently, that, that, that's, that's all I care about really, is if, if, if there's a sort of good game there. Uh, if it ends up not being so great, then, then yeah, that 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 would be more disappointing to me than the the graphics not being up to scratch type of thing. Because graphics can change with newer versions of Pokemon games; they get over the year. But I'd rather they sort out changing the sort of gameplay loop and stuff like that first. I I, I don't because you might argue Brilliant Diamonds and Shining Pearl are a really good graphical version i know that they're, they're, i mean they're heavily stylized but they're you might argue they're about as good a version as you're going to get from a top down you know there's only so much you can push the technology if you're creating a traditional sort of top down sort of view of the game like that so 100 percent, yeah but but you see so you might go well how much do you want to keep trying to improve those things or would you rather improve how the game works and run Mm. I mean, the I only are... thing I kind of feel, I don't feel this will ju- translate directly to whatever the next mainline Pokemon games are. I feel it might sit somewhere in between what Legends is going to be and what the expansions for Sword and Shield were. So I feel sort of the expansions for Sword and Shield definitely played with that open world idea but not to the extent that Legends is. So I kind of feel when they do Gen 9 and the next main series games, you might you might not get something that pushes it quite as far as what Legends is doing, but maybe you won't get something as so restrictive as what the base game is in Sword and Shield. You're, you're, you'll end up with some sort of middle, hopefully, and then, because obviously... There are people that like the originals. I mean, you might. I mean, you don't buy them, so there's part of me. It's like you shouldn't. Well, it's not to say you shouldn't have a voice, but it's like if you're going yeah, to thanks. complain about. Well, no, but <laughs> you complain about it, but you don't buy them anyway. It's like I might buy. So, but you didn't buy Sword and Shield, and that's made some changes. So it doesn't. To me, it's like if you don't buy the games, then they kind of don't cater to you in the first place. If you get what I mean. You know, yeah, you shouldn't be like, don't listen to the people that aren't the fan base type of thing. Like, you might like Pokemon, but if you're not the one that's spending the money on it, that you should, that, that if you get my meaning, there's part of me that okay. you should listen to the people that invest in it as opposed to the people that sit on the side, sort of saying, well, you should change this and that, but don't actually put any sort of money or investment into the, the franchise or series itself type of thing. Fair enough, fair enough. But there you are. There's all your Pokemon Presents um, news that comes came out um, regarding the game. Uh, there's a lot to lot to tackle, lot to see there. So hopefully we'll just see how it all pans out. And uh, next one that we'll be looking at is uh, this week also a Skyrim remaster has been announced for the 10 year anniversary. Can't believe it's been 10 years actually. It feels like that game came out long ago. And Sean, the question that I want to ask you is, will this eventually get you to play this game? I've played it. Have you? I've played it on the 360. 
Oh, okay. I'll take it back. I didn't I think you it. completed it. Yeah, I know you bought it. <laughs> you buying a game and playing a game are completely different things. Um, I mean, I didn't do all the sides. I did the main story quest and I started some of the other stuff. I did the main story all, all the way through. Um, okay. And and I started some of the, the other stuff. I, the world didn't gel with me quite the way the, set, the world gelled with me in Oblivion type of thing. I, I have got it on the Switch um, and obviously I believe it's must be on Game Pass. The, well, the, the thing I'm version. looking forward to this the most is that, which is nice, is that if you've got the remastered edition that is released in 2016, which I do digitally, um, you just get this as a free upgrade. So you just get the uh, Xbox XS and PlayStation 5 next-gen bundles for free. No, Some um, developers like Rockstar feel like you should have to pay for the privilege, but this is a remaster that they've just said you're going to get free not only that but you'll get also 500 plus creation club elements so that's from the creation clubs like things like different outfits sometimes give you little quests or different uh, modes game like gameplay modes or weapons so you can get that as well as they've added fishing into the game um so if you want to go fishing i, I don't know why fishing seems such a lazy boring thing to do in a game i really don't understand these people that can't wait to go fishing maybe it's just me um but you can at least you can do that i suppose it's uh, you know same for everyone um but i must admit i am excited because i did want to play the remaster. every time i go back and play the remaster i'm like yeah i really want to play this but i just can never draw myself because i spent so much time like, i loved skyrim i unlike you i thought it was actually um that i actually preferred it over oblivion much more so I was really excited when I did when they did come out with um, that you know that they will be doing this. I will be jumping back into this game, no doubt about it, and just looking to play it. But it's, so we just have to wait and see. Along with the remasters, um, GTA. I believe this is not new, new news, but we think we missed it's out. It's not last been week. officially. Well, we didn't do one last week, but it's not been. Um officially announced as it? it's like heavily rumored oh heavily rumored that the gta um play well they call it the playstation 2 series um will be remastered and re-released so there'll be gta 3 gta vice city and gta san andreas i don't know about this one i think unless they make i mean it'll be done on the unreal engine but unless they make a huge upgrade to these i can't see them being something that you'd want to play I'm not yeah, sure. That's because you only it. come out from a graphic. I mean, I'm. I bet he's going to sell like hotcakes type of thing. I mean, you. I'm might sure they be will be interested in it, but I, I, I do. If I, I mean, I would be willing to maybe. I mean, I've never what? been a massive fan of GTA, <laughs> but no, if I was to like drop fifty quid or, or whatever it is on the on that that triple get, because I believe the rumor includes it being on the Switch as well. As I said, graphics oh, okay. art don't make the game for me. If the gameplay is good and the story... Well, I can tell you now, the gameplay will be a step down because the gameplay has evolved. So the gameplay will be was good for back then, but not only will I think the gameplay... But will they have made... But if it depends how much, if these are just re... If these are texture... Because obviously this isn't being officially announced. It's just strong. Because obviously the rumoured release is... I don't think it's as late as November. I've got a feeling it's September, October time, which obviously September's only next month. I can't give uh, it that quick. Well, no, I mean, that's the, that's the reason why it's just obviously like a rumour, because obviously it's just like, well, these things are meant to be coming out this year. They're, they are leaving it a bit, unless it's being announced at this um, game, Gamescom thing. Um, 
happening. Uh, so it might, by the time people hear this, it might actually have been officially sort of announced. But uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, maybe they'll do that because obviously this isn't something that they're going to need to draft a lot of high, you know, this, they're not looking at this being like 100 million units sell the way they do with Red Dead or Auto no, 5. Like, I mean, this will probably do, I reckon this will easily do between 20, 10 and 20 million units easy um, because I think a lot of people like those those games and will be willing to sort of give it a good good old stab. I mean, I think it probably might have the legs to do more than that, but I would sort of say as a more, cons- I mean, I'd have no idea, but as a conservative sort of estimate, I reckon it will probably sit between that 10 and 20 million sort of units, uh, especially as it's coming out on everything. I know some people don't feel that that makes a, a difference to overall sales, but I, I think the fact that it's going to be available on everything means it will work. Will, will sell well. I mean, I'm sure it will sell well. I mean, my thinking is if you, my thinking is if you want to play these games, just go. And you haven't played GTA Five, go play GTA Five. It'll be a better experience all round because the gameplay will be better, the graphics will be better, the story will be will be infinitely better. Because <laughs> just go play those games. Don't waste your time with this one. But I mean, I'll get it because I played the games back in the day. But I'm not as hyped. I just feel like, okay, they're doing a remaster. I'll be more, I'm really more excited for a remaster of um, something, you know, like Red Dead Redemption at this rate. Um, even though I didn't really like that game. But I'll get it because obviously it's a part of the childhood that they come back. Um, but it seems like a lot of remasters are coming out. Um, next one was a story I just wanted to touch on briefly. And this comes from um, the kind of Outriders. There was a little bit of a discussion, a heated discussion, shall we say, about uh, Game Pass and Outriders. Now, the developers said they haven't earned any profits from the Outriders deal, despite um, despite obviously having making a Game Pass deal that they would get. They said they haven't even broken even. Uh, which is the developer set, which is People Can Fly, just so you understand. It's a silly name, but um, but even though it, I, even if it has a 3.5 million launch base, now they are pointing the finger at Game Pass and the and their publisher Square Enix for basically just saying putting it on Game Pass, and they're saying that's not the right move, and they kind of shot made shots at Game Pass saying shouldn't do it this is hurt us well i However, saw someone at ign sort of almost make a not quite the same but he was um on a pod <clears throat> on a podcast saying he wonders and he's got no basis for this so i'm not saying this is facts because he didn't know himself but was sort of saying like he wonders if it's a very sort of similar situation to uh, the sort of scarlett johansson Black Widow, Disney Plus sort of scenario, as in like the the studio people can fly that are that are waiting on the profits of the game, but the distribution and the and that was down to Square Enix. Do they've made deals to get something out by going via Game Pass has hit those sales bad because obviously. I believe, obviously, it would have been on PC as well, but Game Pass 
depending on the version you've got, runs across PC and Xbox. So the only place, so there would have been some deal there, um, but the only other place that game would have been sold would have been on PlayStation type of thing. I mean, people... And PC. So obviously... Oh, uh, oh okay. Oh, I thought Game Pass run across PC. It does on PC, but doesn't mean everyone's got it. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's what I was saying. I was just about to say, like, obviously there will be some Xbox and PC players that obviously don't subscribe to Game Pass, but might have still. But I would assist you probably maybe in my minority there. I mean, it never seemed like a massive game to me. I'm rather not that it's necessarily the kind of game that would have appealed to me anyway. But by sort of doing that, it's like so. I guess the comparison with the Disney thing is you never let this game have time to sort of maybe achieve maximum sort of sales the way Black Widow was able to achieve its mass, uh, maximum sort of sales in the cinema. This wasn't able to achieve its maximum sales on consoles and PC before Game Pass came in and then obviously took a load of that, that away. I mean, from what they were talking about on IGN, they were sort of suggesting like when people can fly or people may fly or whatever it's called yeah, people can fly um was suggesting they didn't actually know what the sales figures were type of thing like um square enix had been quite well not transparent on what it had done like they were sort of reporting to their investors in like we don't think it's done that well because we've not had anything back suggesting that it hasn't as you just said, it hasn't broken even or it's not in the profit because we've not seen it, but we don't know how close or how close to making profit we were, how far away we were type of thing because we've not had, it's sort of suggesting they don't have visibility on the success of the game that they've been making type of thing. Well, my thing is with this, and I'm not saying that this is a bad game, but this game is not a good game. It's the bit is the well, bottom that, line. That is literally the definition of saying it. So somebody to say it's not a bad game, but it's not a good game. What then what are you saying? I say it's an average <laughs> game. It's an average game. It's an average looter shooter. It hasn't reviewed well. It came out from what I can see very content light and it didn't have its own identity. I feel like that is the reason why this game was not successful. I feel like they're just using the Game Pass. The developers are kind of pointing at the Game Pass saying, well, that shows you what the dangers are. But I'm just like, the game isn't... No one's raving about this game. No one's saying, this is the game you need to play. There was a lot of hype a bit around it at the beginning, but there was server issues. There was content issues. At the end of the day, the way mechanics. I it, it's like... If you release a bad things, game, well, not that, you won't get. You won't. At make the end of the day, you're, you, these studios will get into a thing like whether some people benefit from being on Game Pass or some people don't. They'll get into they a situation where well, it doesn't matter. The the point I'm making is that people will. You'll see maybe more of these situations come out, and then maybe it's, the people will just be a bit more sort of. Uh, be well, able to make a better decision about this it shouldn't just be like well game pass should fit all because i don't think it clearly does fit every sort of game or, or pricing model so it, it really depends on when you go to it. it's like hades is on there but obviously it had like that game you was talking about earlier but it was available on pc and switch for over a year yeah they made before... money. Yeah, that's, to... well, that's what i mean so it doesn't hurt their their, their sort of business model because they've been 
selling it elsewhere before they've now opened it up to sort of be on there. But you, I mean, and I don't know if this is the a similar sort of argument as I've as I've just said that people can fly might have been making is like this game. Ideally, they would have liked it to be selling before it went on Game Pass, so they could have the sales and then have it really as i was making a comparison to the uh or no. the guy on igm was making the comparison to the black widow thing that you sell and then you jump to subscription like you allow it to make its maximum in sales and then you chuck it on subscription but obviously you give it some time because obviously if it was going to subscription I in think, two weeks yeah. you just wait two I weeks think, i think people can fly are very naive and not really aware of how the gaming market works they basically they made a game that they couldn't really monetize which they should have because it is a looter shooter and i think the times have changed and they just haven't moved with the times i think putting on the game pass was the right move they just made a bad game the game was good i don't think there'll be any problems because i think it would have sold if i mean i, I have no idea if this game's any good or, or not well <laughs> yeah, no, but there's sure. a lot of games that aren't going to be in the greatest games. That doesn't mean that because yeah, there's only need... five normally in the nomination. That doesn't mean every game released this year that doesn't make it into the nominations is bad, does it? Yeah, I just think the um, I think them not putting microtransactions in the game was a mistake, considering where it was going on Game Pass and for a looter shooter, you know, microtransaction that's the lifeblood. People. You know, I feel like they're just very naive um, to think, you know, this is a business at the end of the day. And it's probably why they don't make the business decisions, but they should make games. It's what I think they should do. Um, well, they and they should probably make Square Enix games. is the one that made. Yeah, I know. Square decision. Enix probably gave them, them, them the best chance. If, at the end of the day, if you don't make a good game, it's not going to sell. And they didn't make a good game. They made an average game that didn't stand out and it'll be quickly forgotten and they'll need to go back and try something else that will stand out in future. Make a better game is what I would say. Because even if this didn't come out on Game Pass and was the old transaction model, I still don't think they'll make money. I, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I, I don't know. I haven't played the game, so I have no idea how good it is. But I tried to, I said, but it, it didn't work on day one. So It doesn't look as if it would have appealed to, to me anyway. But I, I'm just sort of saying, like, because I know you're, obviously, you feel... Game Pass is almost like a well. You should be this, forced. Let me put this up an Xbox, which I feel people should take. Put, a bit let more me put this in contrast to what um, Take Two said about um, GTA Five recently. That GTA Five has recently had a sales bump, moved it back up to the charts. I don't think it went to number one, but I think it went into the top three of the U, um, of the sales charts. And he said the key reason, and he said this has happened a few times. GTA is the only one that comes to mind, but I believe it happened to another game. I've, I cannot remember the life of me, but so I'll try and pick it up next week. But they said there is this halo effect that happens that when games leave the Game Pass store, their sales increase. They have a sharp increase in sales, and this happens quite regularly. So I do think there is a lot to be had. Maybe they should take the game off of Game Pass and they maybe get the sales increase. But there is a lot. I think Game Pass does a lot of good for games i think yeah, and like i've said i've never ever said it's a, a bad thing i just don't blanketly think it's the the, the golden sort of i don't know holy grail of what, what everything gaming should be the way you do it. like it's not up for criticism or anything you know it is just the 
perfect model in every mm. single way. I just think, I think every single game, I think Nintendo and Sony should do it. I, I definitely do. I think it was just it always going to do is benefit the games. And well, yeah, no, just... and isn't that what we want? Are you not a gamer? You're not making games. You're not selling them. You play them. Yeah, but as I said, to some degree, like once you start going down that route, I, I do wonder sort of like how. I don't know how the profits necessarily worked out on those things. Obviously, Microsoft are building up their first party stuff. They can take the the hit. Obviously, they're selling it via the subscription, so they're getting the other. I mean, most of what's on there obviously is your Halos, and obviously now you've got a load of the Bethesda stuff, and you've got the Rare stuff and stuff like. I know you've got other stuff as well. Obviously, they've got that partnership with with EA, but. Um, you're not getting Battlefield, are you? Or no, you. Well, I thought they would get give you that. I mean, you do get FIFA. You will get FIFA. You just have to wait. Twenty twenty two. This year. Yeah, you, you won't get it at launch, but you will get it. You will get this it. Year. No, you probably get it beginning next year. They'll probably give it to you after Christmas. You do get it very quick. You just have to wait a little bit longer. But you do. You will get FIFA. Um, if you're if you're rushing out to buy it, then I would say, well, doesn't matter. But if you know, you might want to try it, and you will get Battlefield twenty one or twenty twenty forty two. You're not saying that you will... won't get them. I'm just sort of saying. I uh, say that's that, because people are going to buy it at the beginning. They're going to buy it. To me, it makes no sense to put it on day one because if you're a developer, if you're a developer publisher, because you're going to get those sales regardless because people want to buy it. Then two or three months later, yeah, you probably would put it on Game Pass because the people that won't buy it, but might come into the game and might start playing it. And then, might, and then if you take it away, they might buy it. It's like a trifle before you buy it. Or if you've got microtransactions, you've just got a lot more customers that have just walked through your door. So it's all about how you monetize it and do the business aspect of it. But I just thought it was an interesting story. Last one that we're going to finish off here was going to be on Halo. Um, so there'll be no campaign, co-op campaign or forge mode when the game launches. Are you upset about that, Sean? No. I mean, the only thing I've seen online people talk about this is just delay it. If it's not ready, just delay it. I, I don't. Well, I'm not. I, I, I do agree. I am a concerns like that that stuff isn't ready for launch. Like to me, that should be ready. And I do wonder what is going on over there. I do wonder, like they had a year to delay. To me, there should be no nothing dropped. There should I mean, be to me, dropped. that was kind of crazy that they was even contemplating last year no, like if the fact they don't they don't have the content ready a year later the fact they was even it even crossed their minds they were shipping that thing in 2020 was like i don't know i, I like, don't know if the game people, they must have been delusional the over there. if they felt they changed. was in a state that they could have potentially done it last year and then here we are a year later and they are supposedly still obviously doing it but they're ripping out i mean it doesn't mean that much to me i mean i think people do quite enjoy the um come up yes it's the key cornerstone of halo and to me it just feels like i don't know because obviously this game feels like it might be turning into a bit of games as a circuit because they said it's coming like season two halo 5 is is a game as a service so it's not the first one that'll be used as a game as a service so you might Um, argue actually this isn't if you're viewing it like that it's not that bad no the way i'm viewing of it is that i think some terror like 
the fact that it was meant to come out last year, it didn't, and we're still getting dropped content means that this game has gone through a huge change in direction. What they wanted it to be, I think they reversed a lot of decisions and gone, no, we're stopping that and we're starting again. Because there's no way they could be missing content if the game was meant to come out last year. I think this game's in trouble. I definitely think it's in trouble. I think the multiplayer fight was going to be fine, which is probably going to be the lifeblood. But campaign-wise and co-op-wise and graphically-wise, trying to get this run on Xbox S as well, just drop the last system. So the love of God, just drop them. If it's causing issues, just drop the last. Make people move up. To me, it's just they're causing too many issues. I wonder. I don't know if that is the reason. We don't know, but if it's the reason, but I think I'm starting to think it could generally be an issue that's causing them strife. I just wonder if is it worth the hassle anymore? Like we don't know is the reason, but to me, you shouldn't be having these issues when you've had a year's delay. You shouldn't be having these issues. You shouldn't be having an issue that you're going to drop. I mean, Forge mode isn't terrible miss. I wouldn't have done it even if it wasn't a game, but co-op campaign, it's not like they're building an extra mode. They're just allowing two people to be in the same campaign mode. Well, which... I, I've never played it, but uh, I'd imagine they might argue against that and say they're uh, optimising it or adapting the level for two people being there as opposed to just chucking an additional person in. Oh, three people uh, in. Just, or additional three people in. Well, my thing would uh, be they might the reason... argue there's a bit more balancing that has to take place. I don't know. I've not played it, but I'm my guessing thing... there might be a slight difference as opposed Hold to just dropping my... additional players. In. No, there would be. And the thing that drives me to that is that there's a technical issue. And the technical issue is coming from the old consoles, that the old consoles cannot cope with that. Because it's meant to be an open world and you're meant to be doing different things and go here everywhere. You're not tethered to each other like you was in the old Halos. You're on a map, so you are tethered. And remember, if you remember the old Halos, they used to like teleport you to where the furthest person was because they just didn't have the space to process two ones. I that's what leads me to be the years issues with the old consoles that just cannot get it to run. And why they're dropping it is that they won't. It needs a lot more time to cook, pace, and get it going, which means that the old consoles are causing it issues. And I think we'll have an issue where it's going to come out. It's not going to be great for anyone no one's going to be satisfied on the new generations and the old generations and then in the year's time or two it will kind of there'll be like a remastered edition of for the xbox s and they'll just drop the old one to me it's just just do it now just i know they wanted to keep everyone together and i do appreciate that but to me it's it's it's, it's an admirable kind of target but after a year so if you haven't got the new console you haven't got the new console go buy one that's my view on it anyway. This is a next generation console game. They shouldn't be trying to get it to run on the old Xboxes. Well, as I said, I mean, the thing is, you, we don't know. I mean, that could, I'm not denying that. That seems like be, the most yeah. logical reason why you wouldn't do co op campaign. Because to me, there's no balancing issues. There's nothing that, you know, you are but just. To me, that makes sense you would. Because if you have the game set up for one player, if the game is exactly the same with one player or with four players, then to me that's yeah. A bit so, of a but that was the case way. with Halo One. But that was the case with Halo One, Two, Three, Four, and Five. So I don't know why it's changed. I don't know why they would have changed it for the Halo for the next one. Because Halo One, they just dropped us. To... Right, that's the way it was, though. It's, it's, you may say it's lazy, but that's what it was, and it worked. It's the most. That's what people like about it. Now, it was just throw it in. It didn't have extra enemies. They didn't have extra paths. It didn't change the gameplay. 
They just added someone else. They said, yeah, all right, just jump in. And start they on about changing the, the paths or the structure of the level necessarily, but sort of making... But that's what, that's what they always did. a bit more difficult. Okay. No, well, they I never did really play them. But let me tell you, from someone who has played it, that's what they did. They didn't change anything. They just added probably an extra few vehicles for the vehicle section. Because if you have four people and you only have one Warhog, someone's left behind. So that's the only differences they did was just add more ways to get around. But they didn't make it harder. But that was the lazy. You say it's lazy, and it probably and it probably is a lazy way, but it will work. So why would you change it? I think it's more of a technical issue that they're having, and, and I don't know. I'm not feeling confident. I must admit, coming up to this latest Halo Five Infinite. No, I guess your confidence doesn't matter too much, does it? No, it doesn't. Gonna play it regardless. But yeah, I will do play. It. There is part of me that I know when people sort of say it because it's like. You get these things all the time, don't you? With gamers, like, oh, I don't think this is going to be good. I'm still going to buy it. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I've probably been guilty yeah, of that myself. Yeah, no, but when you're kind of a, the point I'm making is sometimes when you're sort of almost against something, but you're like, I don't, I don't approve of this, but I'm still going to put money towards it. Well, it comes with Game Pass, so I won't be putting. <laughs> well, you will, indirectly. Indirectly, I suppose you could put that that way, but I'm still buying because I'm a fan of this franchise. My thing would be if they were to change it drastically, because I don't agree with the decision, but it won't affect me too much. I'm still going to enjoy it. It's only if they really change the direction, that's when I think it would make sense, because they're still going to give me a Halo experience that I'm looking forward to. I'm just, I just don't like with all this baggage around this launch of Halo. Like nothing seems to have gone smooth. And after Halo 5's campaign, which was terrible, it, it, we are, I'm worried that they still can't sort it out for some reason. Right. They, this seems to be I mean, a problem. Just, as I said, Phil, they should just delay. It's not as if this is going to be a bumper Christmas for sort of any of them. I mean, obviously, Series X's aren't the E. I mean, it feels like if you want an S, you can get hold of it fairly easily. It doesn't feel like X's. You can just wander in and pick one up. It feels like you might need to keep your eye out for one if you want one. Obviously, PS5 is like the, the scariest thing on the planet at the moment still. So I kind of feel like it doesn't those consoles at least don't need to have bumper big games for this holiday season because getting hold of the, the newer consoles by themselves will be the will be more of the issue as opposed to the games that I would personally sort of say they would be better off pushing it by, back by maybe six months. I know it doesn't have a date yet but six months, everyone, I think I saw people speculating it'd be towards the end of November. Obviously they won't want to be anywhere near uh-huh. Call of Duty. No. Um, um, and people sort of suggested the fact that it's cutting content that you're not going to get it early, so it's probably going to be late, as in late November. Uh, I don't think it will fall as late as in December. Um, I mean, as I said, I'd even knock it back six months or even a year if it needs to be passed. I know they're not going to do that now, but um, and. Because, like I said, the, the, I feel the main focus this year will be getting the hardware out. And you've got Game Pass, you've got, you've, I mean, obviously Flight Simulator is not everyone's cup of tea, but that's obviously one of the big sort of first-party Microsoft things that have got out. Boards is still due to come out before Christmas, isn't it, I believe? Yeah, of course, so. I haven't so, had anything. Um, 
so yeah i i mean i i, I that's just my personal opinion i because i don't know if there's anything massive in playstation i think horizon and god of war are both pushed into 2022 so again it's not as if they've got a, but obviously they haven't got the hardware there either so it's basically they're trying to meet the demand on the hardware front and obviously xbox microsoft don't need to quite do the same because hardware's not quite in demand in the same way but obviously it's still in demand so i i don't know i'd sort of say they should focus their, their concentration there and just have halo release when there's more of the hardware out there type of thing is what's the point of trying to get i know it's meant to run on the older gen as well but i would sort of say just get it get it more ship shape and have a, a, a top launch for it as opposed to sort of half-baked one um so it's like even what? nintendo they have a big have they got pokemon and you might argue that's probably the biggest thing this holiday season for nintendo i don't think well at the moment all all consoles are selling well so i do agree with you there's no need to get one out to bump the sales because you you can get hold of an s on amazon right now but x's and ps5s are still going to be scarce until well into next year yeah because as christmas approaches they're not going to get easier to get hold no of course not think they'll get harder so yeah Yeah, so i just sort of and obviously it might be in a different story if like obviously Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be a bit of a juggernaut but obviously so you might say well these companies wouldn't want it but one of the one of the top three taking the limelight but as I said I don't think any of the top three hard uh, software wise are going to be stealing the, the limelight with what they've got coming out this year like you've got Metroid but again that's never a massive seller and obviously you've got Pokemon but Pokemon at this stage, obviously, they they had Sword and Shield last year. They not last year, year before. I think Sword and Shield was, and you got that this year, and then you got Arceus in January. You like Pokemon's fairly frequent anyway, so it's not. So yeah, I yeah, as I said, I'd say hardware first, get knock Halo back. But anyway, stop saying it because it's not going to happen. Phil's <laughs> yeah. not going to listen to me, is he? <laughs> Uh, it's not it's, um, but there we are uh, last one we just mentioned this we will go through all the news next week but that is going to be Gamescom it's coming up um, just a few ones um, as I've always said um, about already announced there will be the Call of Duty Vanguard campaign uh, walkthrough um, there's also rumoured to be that uh, oh, what's that game called Saints Row it's going to be coming back. A reboot announcement is going to be at Gamescom. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge is going to also be there at Gamescom. Um, I'm trying to think of what else would be there. But I think there'll be a few ones to look forward to that one. I think it is. I know we had a strange E3 again this year. Um, so it'll be nice to see things like that. There'll apparently be a Lego game as well. Lego Star Wars. The Skywalker side. I thought they'd done that. Yeah, it feels to me like that was announced absolute years ago. Maybe I know. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm really getting. I was like, is that again? So these are some of the ones. Obviously, Halo will be there. It's rumored that Halo um, will be showing off some of its campaign, as we've always just mentioned. Um, so yeah, we'll have a look at that. See what's coming out. Um, a lot of people were saying, I just because I followed them, is saying that Xbox is 
it's going to have a good showing, but we'll see. Um, PlayStation, I'm sure, will also have a good showing. So we'll come back and revisit what's happened next week. But that's happening this week. But as all, thank you very much. Uh, oh, no, question time, Sean. A comment, shall we say, from Mick223. I always wanted to read this out because I found it quite uh, comical. He said, welcome. Uh, welcome. Uh, hello, um, Philip and Sean. We really enjoyed the show. Just wanted to understand something is why is Sean always sitting on the fence and never really backs what he says? That's what he says. I just found it funny. That's why I thought I'd read it out right here. Yeah, I'm about, well, I don't know. I guess the only time, I guess I try to personally try and see things from both sides. I always do my best to see things from both sides. I will then normally, if if possible try and pick a side um but again that can sometimes only come with experience like if i've got no experience in having played the game or or whatever the the subject might be then i guess yeah sometimes i will paint it from both both sides um and sort of leave it at that type of thing i guess so maybe yeah um i always feel that Sometimes an argument should be more balanced, and I know you don't like that, especially. I, 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 and the other people can sometimes find it annoying. Like even if I agree with them, I will still put the other point across to try and balance out the the argument. And I know that has frustrated you in the past. It's definitely frustrated other people. It's like, well, if you agree with me, let's just agree and move on. But I, I try to get other people to try and look at the other side before we move on even if I don't agree with the other side I always feel it's important to try and look at the other side <laughs> and there you are, I hope that's made things clearer, I'm not sure it has for me but I hope it <laughs> has made things clearer for you um, Mick. Um, again thank you, any questions, comments or complaints please send them in to us at neonjellyfisharcade at gmail.com we always try to read out the most interesting ones Um uh, there was a few questions, but I feel like we've answered them already because um, I need to keep more up and board on this. Next week, I'll make sure there's a, like a little uh, um, question and answer session that we can do. Sean, more questions will come your way. But again, thank you. Thank you so much for making us part of your week. And it's been a pleasure and we look forward to see you next time. So it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. See you later. <laughs>